0: as hard as good evening hope all of you are doing well we are learning Um, i have a, a question for the tibur as to what we should do um, so tuesday we're supposed to finish the masech and the entire seder which is very exciting so this is sun- this is sunday we're doing chaf monday we're doing chav um, vav i can do daf yomi on on Tuesday, short share uh, from 840 till about 850. There's only a, a quarter of a page of a Gemara. We can totally do that. Or we can finish the Masekhla tomorrow night. I'm all for doing the Kaviyah. So everyone coming out just to finish. have everyone here. We'll do a little Rikud and then we'll be done. That's fine. Fine by me. You guys let me know what you think. You're on, uh, on your on own. On. Do can't start your, bumbles. Bumbles. Can't don't start don't your I'd rather start your Bumas on time. because people it's are. Seven, seven, nine, a half Thursday night and Chavez, do a lot to Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Yeah, the only pro we could that's a possibility. Also, I thought about that too. Michael was a fan of that one when we last spoke about it. I just want to skip the day, but otherwise, Tuesday, so It's all about the yomi, it's all about right. the yomi. Right. So, when well, we can come in and do the 10 minutes. Actually, what I mean, about the it's cheese? either that that's the right. CM is going to be Friday night here in Shoal. Uh, oh, wow. What I don't know yet. I don't know. I'm, I'm waiting to can hear, move back. Move, can hear back. Move, can hey, well, we, we Dafka, wanted to do with all the families. Uh, and also, Rabbi Robinson highlighted that because it's the week before Purim, it's also a little easier. One less thing to do. But we, this is what we wanted to do in brachos. is not to do the following chavis, After well, time, It makes no sense to do this job. It's, it's up five days for Because he's not in that's town. Said, we all know Mark's angle. We got it. No, not no but that's, it good. makes sense to do it the next week. Whatever. it really does. So that's like,
1: could you're be. Yeah. Third day night, but it. Could, like,
0: you know? could be. Could be. Okay, keep the feedback coming. We're starting at the Mishnah on the bottom of <laughs> Chavdalat base. Um yesterday's Gemara, Yesterday's Gemara was uh, one of the harder uh, Gemaras. Tonight is going to be a little bit of an easier Gemara. Let us get started. The Mishnah writes, bit Truma. even though we just spent the last Mishnah and the last many blot highlighting some of the stringencies that apply to kodesh over truma, there are some stringencies that apply to truma. What are those stringencies? Be Yehuda. We know that Eretz Yisrael was broken up into sections. There was Yehuda and there was Galil. So then, in regards to Yehuda and not the Galil, and ameha are believed Al ta'ras yain that when it comes to Kodesh, when it comes to that higher level, we do believe Ameha HaAretz in regards to the status of purity of wine mm-hmm. and oil. Throughout the entire year. And when it came to the season of the year when they were pressing olives and grapes, afala then we would also believe the Amhaarats for for Truma. So this is the Khumra. The Khumra is that we only trusted an Amhaarats when it came to uh, truma if it was during the season when they were normally pressing olives and grapes. Otherwise, we did not trust them. That's the it Says the Gemara. Avru ha veHabadim. if that season of pressing olives and grapes mm-hmm. passed, v'heviu lo-chavish shel ya'in shel truma, and... And an Amha Aretz brought you as a gift. They're an Amha and they're bringing you something that is oil and wine, but it's not during the season of pressing. So then, then we're not even allowed to receive it. Thank you for coming for Shabbos. I know you wanted to bring me a bottle of wine. I'm not allowed to accept your gift because you're an Amha Aretz. And this is not during a season where we press grapes, so therefore I cannot accept it. Aval, what can the Amha Aretz do? The Amha Aretz knows that there is a time of year that for Chuma, that even with this chumra of our Mishnah that uh, limits us from utilizing truma from an Amharat unless it's the time of pressing the olives and the grapes. So says the Gemara, tell them to use that rule. Just wait until next year. And when it turns the time of year where it's time to press grapes and press olives, then we'll trust you again. Aval, you're allowed to wait until the next time we have the pressing of olives and grapes. What if the Amharat says, lo? He frashti la kodesh. That remember our mission made a distinction that we have a Khumra by truma that we trust in am ha'aretz by kodesh. But when it comes to truma, we only t- uh, we only trust him in the time of the year when they're actually pressing the olives and the grapes. So says the Gemara. What if he says, yeah, it's mostly truma, but I put in one revis of kodesh? Do we then trust him? It's not during the time of the pressing of the olives and the grapes. So, do we have the Chumra of the Truma overriding, or do we have the Ne'emanus of the Kodesh overriding? So the Gemara says, Ne'eman, bottom line of Chavdalat of Abays, we talk, do trust the Amma'arites to say anything about Kodesh, we always trust them. Next part of the Mishnah, last line of Chavdalat of Abays, Kade Yayin, the Kade Shemen, what about pitchers of wine and pitchers of oil, Hamidu Maos, which have a mixture of Chulan in them? Rashi says at the time, we'll see what's going on there. So, in regards to this Meduma where there's a mixture of chulan and something else, either kodesh or chuma, we do trust the Amha uh, when they are during the, uh, the time of the year when they're pressing olives and grapes. That is, uh, in fact, the case. And as well, we also trust them, the kodem legitos, shivim yom. We also trust them that for the 70 days prior to the time of year that we actually do the pressing and we'll learn a little bit more about this shortly the gemara on the top of three lines down starts with a question picking up on something that i foreshadowed already about why does it only say in the part of israel that's yehuda why not the galil why do we say that this only applies in one section that we only trust the ame haaretz in yehuda but not in the galil were there different Amaratsim? Were the Amaratim and Yehuda less, uh, more knowledgeable than the ones in Galil? So Rashi, I mean, the Gemara, excuse me, gives a beautiful response, an unfortunate one, but one that we can probably appreciate in line line with uh, some of the Modern lay of the land. The Gemara says, Behuda inu the Galiolo. We only rely on the Amarats who lives in Yehuda, but not in the My Galiel. Maitaima. Because there is a strip of land where non Jews live. It's erata'amim. And non Jews, when they when they own the land, we have a chumra de that Rashi highlights here. Take a look at Rashi, three lines down, Debra Rutsua. Rashi says, This piece of land that's owned by the Kusim is begeder shall erata amim mafse ben Galiod. The Yehuda, there's a strip of land that cuts across Eretz Yisrael back in the day that separated the Galil from Yehuda. And the problem was, Rashi says, um, in not in the There was no way. You logistically could not get to Eretz Yisrael without going through this piece of land of the Kusim. And because it cut the whole country, it was a band straight across the country. And because that was true, you weren't able to get wine and oil from the Galil into Yerushalayim without going through that land. And says Rashi, says Rashi, the fifth line of Rashi, the chachamim line al eretz says, and even if you're a big Talmud Chacham and you live in the Galil, logistically, there was no way to route around this little strip of land. And it was a big problem. So that's what happened at that time in, in, in our history. Anyone who lived in the Galil could not give anything for Kodesh into the Beis HaMikdash. They were you stuck. Have to come by water. The Gemara seems to say that there was no possible way of doing that. That's what the Gemara seems to say. There was no other route. You had to go this way. I don't know. You have to figure it out. Maybe, maybe the ports were... Where's the demarcation line? No, it's just a question of practical. It's not a line of demarcation. It's just practical. We don't know how big that strip was. Maybe it was above where the water started. It's possible that it was north, like Lebanon, and like further up where there's no Mediterranean Sea. Certainly, it, whatever the answer is, the answer is that logistically it wasn't possible. Even to go roundabout, you couldn't do it, and maybe it, maybe it was like C-shaped. I don't know. Maybe okay. Right? We don't know. We don't know exactly. We have to look in the. I didn't look in the Rishonim, but I'm mm-hmm. sure some of the Rishonim discussed mm-hmm. this. But Lamaisa, we didn't trust any. We didn't trust the fact that anyone was able to get from the Galil to Yehuda. That's why our Mishnah delineates, distinguishes, and says that only it's, it's only mutter for Yehuda to trust in Amha'aretz. But, was but it not just the area around Yerushalayim, or Was it bigger than that? It's not the area of Yerushalayim per se. It's north. We're talking about the northern half of Eretz Yisrael, the northern third of the Galil, but we don't know what it looked like then. That we don't know what it looked like. We don't know where on the map we're talking about. What was Galil back in the day? It could have been everything north. We don't know. We have to look on a map and see. And whatever the case is, the Gemara didn't like it. So the Gemara says, "Why don't we have? An, why don't we solve this problem another way?" The Gemara says, five lines down, V'nisve b'shedatibo migdal. Put him inside a box." Put this person with his oil and with his wine from Galil, put him in a chariot, lock him in so that it's its own rashus, and run straight through the, the strip of land. That's Eretz in the land of the kusim. What's the big deal? Block him off from all the tumah that's in Eretz It so says the Gemara, that's not allowed. Ha huh, money? Whose idea? Why would we not be able to do that? Our Mishnah is Rebihi. What does Rebi say? And this is a very important idea. We discussed this in Masech HaShabbos, I believe. Rash, the Gemara says the Amar Ohel zaruk lav shmei ohel. If you have, have an ohel and it's portable and you put someone in it and it's in its own enclosed space, he says lav shmei ohel. Rebbe holds that once that, that thing is in motion, you no longer. Uh, have the status of an oil. Titania, the breyser, writes as follows. And this is an, a breyser that wasn't talking about our sugya, but seems to apply perfectly. Says the Gemara as follows. Six lines down on Chafem and Aleph. Titania, let's say that a person is inside a box, some type of container that seals them off. From the world around them, and they're going through Eretz Ha'amin. They're going through a non Jewish land, which has a status, Midurah of Eretz Ha'amin of Tuma. So if you're in the box, does that protect you from the Tuma? Rebbe says no, Mitame. That, that ruins everything. That's Rebbe Lishitasa, like we just saw. Our Mishnah, which says that only Yehuda, we rely on the Yom HaAretz from, from Yehuda, but not from the Galil, that has to be according to Rebbe. Because Rebbe says that Ohel Zaruk Lavshme Ohel, and like he says in this, Brysa, that being inside a closed container does not stop the the tumor. says the Gemara, I have another idea. We know from the Pasuk in Chumash, that if you have an earthenware vessel, and it has a seal on the top, what's the status of everything inside? Good to go. Even from Tumas Mez. So why, says the Gemara, <laughs> Tell everyone in the Galil, we know that you guys have to go through the land of the Kusim and that there's a Tumas Eretzah am in on it. We know. Take your wine and oil that you want to dedicate to the Besamekdash, pour it into an earthenware jug and seal it and then walk wherever you want. Even Tumas mace can't permeate an earthenware sealed vessel. So why don't we recommend that? Why don't we just say that the the people who live up in the Galil, you guys have a solution. Just take everything in earthenware vessels and seal them. The Gemara says, we can't do that. Why not? Mm Amir Rabbi Rabbi Eliezer, Shonen, we have a brysa. Mm -hmm. Ein hektish, nitzel, bitzamid, We have a chumrah, seemingly a chumrah, that even though it's true that Tumas Mace cannot permeate an earthenware vessel, but when it comes to hectish, we're more strict. Says the Gemara, you seem to have the language wrong, third of the way down on Chav and al the Bryce arise. ain't chatos be- be- psel. it's not about hektish, it's about a chatos, my love, Hakodesh kodesh and maybe the Bryce that says chatos leaves room to infer that yes, you're right, that a chatos, that higher level, talking about the eifer para, and the eifer chatos, maybe that is, is very sensitive to Tuma, but it's a, that's the highest level of, of, of Tuma susceptibility. But maybe when it comes to Kodesh, my love, Kodesh, then maybe if it's uh, Kodesh, then Nitzel, then maybe the earthenware vessel will, in fact, protect us. In which case, we have a great solution to our problem of Galil going through the Kusim, which is Eretz amim, and into Yerushalayim. We have a great solution. Says the Gemara, lo, you made the incorrect inference. The only thing that can be... Uh, that can be protected from Tumen Eretz in an earthenware vessel, is water that will be used for the chattas that is not yet holy water, just regular water. That's all that will be covered. Says the Gemara, <speaking in Hebrew> But we know that our friends up in the Galil, that they were midachin, that they did purify things. They, they were mitaher the wine. They were very careful with it and the oil. Why would they be doing that if they can't even bring it to Shalayim? If what you're saying is that the logistics are impossible, that's what the Gemara presumes. If you're saying the logistics are impossible to get from the Galil into Yerushalayim without going through Eretamim, and therefore there's a Gzeradir there of Tuma in that land, so why was everyone in the Galil just stockpiling wine and oil for, for the base of Mikdash? So the Gemara answers because they had a good Ashkafa, says the Gemara, big Lila They weren't carrying it with them. They left it in the Galil, Eliyahu via Taharena. Beautiful approach. It's like packing the suitcase, knowing that Mashiach will, will be imminently coming. <clears throat> they at this time, they had the barrels ready to go. Yeah, but the base of Mikdash will come soon. Okay, but you can't get there. I know, but you but but soon, soon we'll be able to get there. So, what they did is they took all the barrels and they made their wine and they made their oil and they made a kadosh. And they're right, whenever Mashiach comes, we'll fine. He'll tell us. But we're stockpiling in the meantime. Beautiful. It's just a beautiful approach in the Gemara. He'll tell us where to walk. He'll tell us exactly where to go. Or other Muforshim say, He'll tell us. He'll, he'll make sure that the Eretamim is not located there so we can walk with purity. That brings us to the two dots halfway down on Chav All the twin Galil and the All not Eretamim. Not now, but at that time. The Gemara says at the top of the Yomu that there was a, a band that's a couple lines into the Gemara. So Rish lakish said that there's Rutsua shil of Sekes Beine. Yeah. But and that was just like at the time of the Nebim? Like when was that? This has to be at the times of the base Mikdash. One of the Bate Mikdash, it has to be. And we're still waiting. His still waiting. Hopefully with a similar uh, fervor. Nisan, yeah, yeah, Nisan, we've had a lot of nissans The question is, why hasn't it happened yet? The Gemara does say that. Relax. Relax. All right, says the Gemara. This was the lenient side of our Mishnah, where we said that we do trust the opinion of an Ama'areth during the time of pressing of olives and grapes. Says the Gemara, that doesn't seem to be true because Uraminhu, our Mishnah doesn't agree with another source in the Tanaim. What does it say there? Says the Gemara. Hagomer Gomer Zesav, someone who finishes pressing their uh, olives. Yeshayer Kupa Achas Viitznena Leenei kohen. Machlokas in the gears here, the the one that makes most sense and the one that's found in Kisvei is Leenei kohen. You have to leave it. You have to leave it for the Kohin to make sure that it's Tahir. Meaning, we don't fully trust the Amharas. Our Mishnah says you trust the Amharats. This new Bryce says we don't. Which one is it? Some Rav Nachman Okasha Becharfi Haba Beafli. One is talking about Biharfi, which is when. You do the pressing at a normal time of year. That's when we trust the Amharat. But when a person is doing a later harvest and they're pressing grapes or olives later than the normal season, then we don't trust the Amharat on his own and we need a Cohen to verify. What is an example of a family? Who is an example of someone who does the olive presses late? Says the Gemara, your own father does that. He was talking to Ravad Barava that he does a very late press, and there we don't trust the Amharad, there we need a coin. Now, Rav Yosef gave another answer to this stira. We had our stira, our Mishnah says we trust the Amharad, and this b'risa says we don't fully trust him. Rav Yosef, Amar no, maybe it's Galila Lashanu. Maybe it's that when it's in the Galil, there we don't have Yerushalayim, we don't have uh, we don't have Yehuda, and there's the there's the, the piece of land that's Ke'eret Amima of the Kusim. So maybe that's the distinction, is that our Mishnah, when it says that we trust them? that's in Yehuda. But where do we not trust them? That's in the Galil, so says says the Gemara. I'm not sure that's going to work according to everyone. We're eight lines, seven lines from the bottom on Chav Aleph and Eshvei. Abaye Abaye has a question on this answer of Rav Yosef. Rav Yosef wanted to say that our mission and the Bryce are different, and that one's talking about Yehud and one's talking about Galil. So says the Gemara. Hold on one second. Abaye says that Hayarden rehe kin that these locations of Eberhard Yardin and the Galil are like Yehuda as it relates to this din. So how can you say that we uh, make a distinction between the Galil and Yehuda? They have the same halachic din. And not only that, but the b'risa continues, We trust Anam Ha'aretz in all of these locales, whether it's uh, in the time of pressing uh, great olives for oil or... or, uh, Sorry, hold on. If you're pressing wine in the time of pressing wine, then we trust Amharets. And at the same time that we, that we he steps on olives, he presses olives. We trust him there too. Where don't we trust an Says the Brisa. They weren't actually done in the same exact season. So if you're a month off and you were doing olives during grape season or grapes during olive season, we didn't trust you. But what we saw earlier on in this Brice says that according to abai the Galil and Yehuda are the same. So how then can Rav Yosef say that the Mishnah is Talking about Yehuda, while the Brysa is talking about the Galil. It says the Gemara, machvarta, three lines from the bottom. You're absolutely correct. We have to go back to our first answer, Kiddeshanin and Meikara. We go back with the first answer of how we um, how we resolve the conflict of our mission on the new Brysa by saying, Habacharfi, is that when our Brysa says we trust in Amma Arez, that's when you are in the right season. You're doing the pressing of the olives or grapes in the right time. However, if you do them late, then we need a Kohen to verify that it's actually kosher. That brings us to three lines before the bottom of the page, first long line. Says the Gemara, we had said in our Mishnah that We had said that if an Am Ha'aretz gives you truma in the wrong time, outside of the time of the olive press or the grape press, the halacha is you're not allowed to be makabel it from him, you're not allowed to take it from him. What you're allowed to do is you are allowed to uh, save, the Am Ha'aretz is allowed to save it, for the next time that there is a, an olive press or a wine press. And then because that season is trustworthy, we believe in Am Haaretz when it comes to Chuma during a season of actual pressing of those items. So then he should just wait. It so says the Gemara, well, what if I accept the gift? I'm a Haver, you're an Am Haaretz, and you give me this gift. But do I have to turn you away? Can I be the one who holds the gift and just wait until the season that is a good season that we should trust you? So it says the Gemara. Let's say the Chavir who gets a gift of truma from an am ha'aretz during the off season. Can I, the Chavir, hold on to that gift in my warehouse? I know I can't drink it until they start pressing olives and grapes. But can I hold it, or does the am ha'aretz have to hold it? So Amar lehu, we learned this already. Tani This brings up to brings us to the top of and beis. We already learned this. You have two, two children. One child is a chaver and one child is an Am Ha'aretz. One is learned, one is less learned. And their father was an Am Ha'aretz. So let's say they got a Yerusha. Yocholom marlo. The chaver is allowed to say to his brother, who is an Am Ha'aretz, Tol atachitin shebamakamploni. You were given a field of grain, of wheat. You're allowed to say, as a, as a Tamad Chacham, you know the difference. I want the wheat that's dry because it's way less likely to be tameh. And you're an amaretz, you don't care either way. I'd rather get the stuff that I'm allowed to eat and you keep the stuff that you want to eat. You're allowed to say that without saying I get the dry chitim and you get the wet. You can just say, generally speaking, I'll take part X in the back of your mind. You know what you're taking. It's the dry part of the field. And you're giving the marshland to the brother who's not so firm. You can also say, you get the grapes uh, at the bottom of the valley, and I get the ones that are on the hill because they're less likely to be wet. Aval. Lo Yomarlo, You cannot explicitly tell the Am brother, tol atalach v'ani You cannot do that. That's not allowed. You're not allowed to tell him, tol atalchitin You're not allowed to do that. The taniya What do we learn about this, Brysa? Huh? Is that if, in fact, when the Khaver gets his portion of the irusha, some of that food is wet, so then the Gemara says, She has to burn the lach. He has to burn that which is moist. But says the Gemara, if you're allowed to wait until the next pressed season, so why did you have to burn it? Amai, why did you burn it? It should be mutter to just wait a little bit. Just wait until the next season when they're pressing it, because then we trust the Am So that's Akash and our Mishnah. Why would you say that we're just waiting? Obviously, waiting doesn't help all the time, because we see in this, Bryce, that waiting didn't help at all. You still had to burn the food. So it says the Gemara, not everything but goes as a, as a season for pressing. So if you have a food, Rashi says we're talking about date beer. This wasn't, wasn't made by pressing uh, grapes and olives. It was made by just soaking dates and uh, letting them ferment or whatever the science was it was. That's how they made it. So there was no season for pressing. So what do you do if you have food from an Amha Arez and he gives you the food and you're not supposed to take it? You're done. The food's tame. You have to burn it. All right, what about, there's no pressing season for a date beer. There's no pressing season. So you're just done. You're just, you can't use the food. You have to burn it. Says the Gemara, Fine, maybe there's no pressing, but let's hold the date beer until the regal. Because by a regal, we also lower our standard to a degree, because we know that Amei are still going to be reasonable in regards to Tum of Atar, but for Korbanos, says the Gemara, cute, but not everything can last until the next Chag. Let's say that your date beer has a shelf life of two weeks. Well, Pesach not for six weeks, five weeks. So says the Gemara, So the Gemara doesn't have a good, uh, a good approach here to try and answer the question we started with, which is, is the Chavir allowed to hold on to that which he is not allowed to eat? Yes or no, the Gemara does not have a clear answer. Twelve lines down or so at the two dots, let's continue. We had said that if there's an amha oretz, we don't always trust him for truma. We only trust him for truma in the sign in the season when we're pressing grapes and olives. However, if he adds to the mix, oh, don't worry, I added a Revis of kodesh wine or kodesh oil into this uh, barrel, then we trust him. So it's not hasa. We learn this mishnah. Where did we learn this? In Maseches Psachim. And it's a Mishnah first and foremost in Maseches Oholos. And this Mishnah speaks about a Beis Hapras. A Beis Hapras is a field where a dead body was buried, but we now do not know where it is. So it says the Gemara as follows. Tanan Hasam, the Mishnah says mm-hmm. That if a person is walking through a field Beishamay and both agree That if there's a risk of there being a dead body in that field By Pesach, we are bodkin uh, And we do, we do not do the same badika for ochle chuma. What is What does bodkin mean? My bodkin, would we do checking So it says the Gemara what it means is that you have some type of machine where you're like some type of uh, what are those things called the the ballo, the the thing that presses what's it called that presses bellows yeah, something like that. What does it do? You know, like a fireplace is that bello's. air thing? Bellows. It's a stick. It's not, it's it's a, not stick. a stick. Well, a it looks like an accordion it's v-shaped and when right. you open it the bag fills with air And when you press it it blows air into the bottom of the fire to make the fire correct we, we we picked up on that when you called it a stick yeah yeah you don't but uh, <laughs> for people that have fireplaces and it's a little harder to. <laughs> anyways that, that's an example of that if you're walking through this field and you want to make sure that there are no bones so you blow the the dirt in front of you to make sure that the path that you're on has the path that you're walking has no bones that's what the gemara says mm-hmm. Let's continue. So that's what the Gemara says. If you blow the dirt that's right in front of you, one step at a time, it's kind of like, uh, you know, cleaning out the field from landmines, halachic ones at least. He says that if you have a, a base of pras, a field where you know that a body was buried but you don't know where, but it's been plowed since then, we assume that the body is uh, has been ripped to shreds to the point that no Tuma can happen and you can just walk through the field even without uh, blowing the dirt in front of you to see if you can uh, walk through safely. And what is it that Hillel and agree to? La Pesach for the ones who are, are trying to bring a Korban Pesach, listen to this. The Chachamim did not institute their requirement for Badika. When they were dealing with the Isser Kares, it's really a mitzvah, I say, that has Kares attached to it, which is bringing the Korban Pesach. So because the Korban Pesach had to be brought, and if it wasn't Yubichai chayiv Kares, we lowered the standard to bring a Korban Pesach through a Beis Pras. And as well, as it relates to eating chuma, there we do institute the Chachamim's guidelines, and you do need to make sure that you're not walking over bones, in which case you'd have to get this bellows and you'd have to blow some air in front of blow some of the dirt in front of you to make sure that there were no bones there. Ibayeluhu, the Gemara, asks a great question. If in fact you did this careful process of going through the Beisapras and now you made it across, can you walk that same exact path with truma? You already checked it for the kodesh. You checked it for the for the korban pesach, which is kachim Kalev. Can you trust that same path? Every footstep is the same, right? You can see the the boot prints. Can I trust that if I if I was able to get across that field halachically speaking, because of the fact that I was using blowing the dirt in front of me, I know there's no bones. What if truma crossed that same field? That's a machlokas. Ula <laughs> amar badak Lepisro, motor the trumaso. He says that if in fact you did check for your korban pesach, no problem with the chuma. You can eat it out of that field. So, and Rabbi Rab- Bar Rab- Ula was strict. There was an older gentleman who said to Rabbi Bar Ula, Do not mess with Ula. He is right. How do we know that Ula is right? Because there's a Mishnah that's just like him. Normally, when we see this language, it's Tanya Kavase of so and so, but if you look at how this dialogue happened, the Amoraim used this language. Don't mess with Ula Ditznan Kavase. We actually got our language of, of uh, Tanya Kavase the So and So from phrases like this in Shas. This was actually what this, this older gentleman said to Rabbi Bar Ula Ditznan Kavase. There's a Mishnah just like Ula. Ula said that we trust him for Truma. What does our Mishnah say that reflects that? What this is our Mishnah that he's quoting? Im Amar Hifrashti LaSochar Avivis Kodesh. We trust in Am Ha'aretz to say that if you put one revise of something holy, of that higher level of Kedusha, into one of the containers, then mehemen nami at we trust him on Shuma. Here in our case too, about if you can walk through the Beis HaPras and successfully get there with your with your korban for uh, for Korban Pesach, we also trust him for Shuma. We trust him as well for the truma, and then you could walk the same path and eat truma out of that Beis HaPras. Two-thirds of the way down at the two dots, we're going to go to the Mishnah at the end of the page, and then we'll stop. Mm-hmm. We had said in our Mishnah, And let's see what the Gemara has to say. We only were talking about the barrels. Tana, the Mishnah says, Eina Emanin kan kanim ve la chuma. We have no trust when it comes to small containers, like small pitchers, not the barrels, but the smaller ones. Ve la chuma. We don't trust Ami for that. Says the Gemara, what kan what, what kanim are we talking about? Kan demai. What pitchers, as the Bryce is saying, are restricted? Says the Gemara, "Ikan de kodesh." If what you're saying is that we're not allowed to have a pitcher's worth of kodesh liquid, wine or oil, that can't be because our Mishnah says that we trust the Am all year round for kodesh, and therefore, "Migu de mehemin akodesh." Since we trust the Am for that, which is a higher level of kedusha, which is kodesh, akan If you're going to say the contents inside are okay, the kli has to also be okay. So, then when the Brysa says that Kankanim are restricted by arts, it can't be talking about Kodesh. And Ella Kankanim de Chuma, and if you want to say that we're talking about smaller containers that are used for Chuma, Pshita, that's obvious. A mehemen, a kan kanim if we don't trust the arts for the contents of the Chuma, we're not going to trust them for the, for the container that's holding it. So, what again did the Brysa mean to include when it said that an Amayarits is not trusted by the pitchers? The Gemara responded, we're not talking about pitchers that have any liquids in them. Ella says the Gemara, the Gemara says, Ella berei de Kodesh, we're talking about vessels, small pitchers that were used for Kodesh throughout the year. And pictures that were full of truma, but it was in the time of the gitos. In these cases, we needed these cases to be added so we could properly understand the Bryson. The Gemara says, wait one second. Tanami learned in our Mishnah. That in our Mishnah, it says that when we have barrels of wine and barrels of oil and they're meduma, what's a, what is meduma? A meduma is a mixture of Hulan and Kodesh. So says the Gemara, my lab, midumas de truma. Aren't we talking about a mixture of chulin and truma? And amre de kodesh. No, we're talking about a mixture of other things, not about truma. So you can't ask Akasha in our case. Says the Gemara, wait a second. Is there such a thing? where you have some, something that's on such a high level, you're talking about yayin and shemin, which is meant to be used for, for nisuch uh, on the Mizbeach, and for the oil is going to be used in the korbanos Mincha. Is there such thing as having dimuah, of having a mixture of chulin in there? Says the Gemara, We're talking here about a very specific case where you have tevel, and you're treating it on a very high level where it can be used even for, for nisuch, nisuch ha-yain on the on the Mizbeach, so we're not talking about a regular case, and in that case, yes, there can be dimua. there can be a mixture of chulen with kodesh. Last little suya for the night, we had said in our Mishnah that kodem legito shivim yom that before we got to the time of pressing for oil and for grapes, that, the, uh, that we had to prepare for 70 days to get there. Yeah, remember, we don't have a long window of time, the time of the pressing. And if you're going to trust in Amaharetz, you got to have stuff in barrels already. So when do you start packing the barrels? The Gemara says, 70 days. What do we learn from here? Dinahu that there is a halacha. The ilaveh arisa. It is the burden of the arisa of the aris of the sharecropper of the farmer to work very hard agulfe on the barrels and unpacking the barrels shivim yom yomin before the holiday kicks in. Because again, we have a very narrow window of when we're actually pressing grapes and olives. It seems to be that it's near Atzeres. And we required, it's kind of like, you know, stocking the stores in order to make sure that you have what to use for the holiday. And these are the 70 days just prior to Atzeres. We'll stop right here and pick up Amir Hashem tomorrow night with a new mission on the bottom of Chafé. Wishing you all a beautiful night.